0: Welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon roleplaying podcast, uh, hosted by us, your friends. My name is Stuart. I'm running the game, and today I'm in a robe. Ooh! <laughs> yes. yes, I am. Yes. Hello, Mr. Mm. Robe. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you? What's what's going on over there, Ali?
1: I'm in a a, a rather plain dressing gown. Actually, I didn't realise we had to be so fancy, but um, but I did bring a I did bring a pipe. So, head up. Oh, very the head good. up is very. Pip-pip <laughs> oh, And I play the part of Kenny Mullet tonight. Kenny Mullet is a lovely but haunted young man on a quest to find out more about his weird superpowers. His Pokemon team Dartrix called Bowtie, a Gyarados called Mustache, a Salandit called Hoops, a Honchcrow called Fedora, a Spiritomb called Swirly, and Joltik called Fleek. And, uh, what's who's, who's that? Poking behind the curtain. Who's, 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 who's Mr. Tom
2: Dale over there? Sorry, I was just, I just, I was a little bit embarrassed because this is the first time I've worn my tiger striped kimono and uh, it's a little bit, <laughs> so it's a little bit short, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm trying to lean into it, as the kids say. I'm leaning in. I'm going to lean in to my character, who is Brandy. Brandy is the ex cheerleader of the Pokemon champion, whose dad is a Celio, and she would prefer him not to be a Celio. Uh, on her Pokemon team, she has Wimpy, the Lopany, Gary, the Snorley Snorleone, the Munchlax, Flower, the Meltan, Lightning McQueen, the Carcole, and of course, everyone's favourite, Dr. Bunnelby. Who's that strutting down the street outside? Is that David Leasley?
3: Hello boys, me again. I just decided (laughs) to go for a little stroll to get some milk in a negligee and a full set of hair rollers just to quaff my (laughs) lengthy and voluminous locks. And uh, when I'm not busy uh, collecting dairy products in high heels, I play Theo, the sarcastic but ultimately charming former member of the Church of Sloking, who on their team has a Medicham by the name of Medicham. As you can tell, Theo is a person of great invention and wit. A <laughs> swadloon called Cabbage. A Kabuta. No, no, a Oh, God, Hillary. it's all
0: gone wrong. Oh,
3: you know what? Here's the problem. Stu took the robe off and I lost all the beauty <laughs> to I lost Steve all did... <laughs> Behind the curtain, listeners, Stu did take his robe off. I didn't think it was part of the thing. But... I was like, my word, it's February. It's February. <laughs> anyway, um, when I'm not being gay, I mean um, Theo. <laughs> uh, my Pokemon... My football uh, team is Medicham, the Medicham, uh, Hillary the Swadloon, Cabbage the Kabuto, Luka Kiss, who is sort of an R&B star, which is my main team at the moment. And then I have two reserves, which is Barbarical and Jason the Combi. Uh, as last week, I believe we decided on our active teams. But we did we decide Ooh, on anything else we last week? Stu, could you just
0: tell us what we did last week? I'm naked now, Ali. Of course I can. <laughs> Previously on Critical Ditto. Kenny! Theo! Brandy!
1: Help! Hannah, what happened to you? Candy
0: and I, we infiltrated Capacorp. Candy ascended the ranks much quicker than I, and she managed to get close to Seto. She was onto something big. A conspiracy. Capacorp and the League, the Extreme Ball, it's all tied together. You guys have reasons to go to the core, but I'm going in there because people I care about are in there. Tallahassee Bingeworth just comes out from the shadows behind. Brandy, when are we going to tell them? What secret are you and Tallahassee keeping from the rest of the crew?
2: You had the skills yeah. to suppress poker powers if they got out of control. Our agreement was that if my friend Kenny loses control and looks like he's about to hurt someone, you can step into action and do your suppression move.
0: With that, our three heroes and assorted companions as well leap into the night in their pirate parachutes to goodness knows what Following their plummet from the flash mullet and subsequent pirate chute opening a thousand feet above the ground, Brandy, Theo, Kenny, Tallahassee and Hannah glided gently across the quiet, dark mountainside towards their designated landing spot. Brandy kept a hand on Lightning McQueen the Carcoles' lukewarm coals, waiting for the slightest change in temperature to tell her that they were close to the secret opening in the cliff. When she felt it, she voiced the agreed Brandy signal. Tom. The agreed brandy signal. The agreed brandy signal. (laughs) Which is... um, Which is... Oi, oi!
2: (laughs) Savaloi! That's That's not the agreed
0: brandy... That's (laughs) the abort. That's the abort signal. Get out, get out, Savaloi! The squad descended into the cliff opening. What little light was provided by the moon above was quickly snuffed out, entering the cave. The bright nighttime illumination was swallowed instantaneously by the cave's oppressive blackness, giving the impression that the opening above was a jagged celestial handkerchief waving farewell to the brave souls who dared venture below. The air was uncomfortably warm, producing sweat on brows within minutes of descent. The rocks themselves were oily black, and seemed to shift ever so slightly as the morrel that covered the surfaces near the entrance watched on with their inky black eyes, curious to catch a glimpse of the spelunkers.
3: Morrel.
0: Lightning McQueen found himself on a narrow rock pathway, and span his wheels, gesturing the rest to follow. Hannah's lampent providing a tiny light source in the gloom. Hours passed. Layers of caving gear were stripped to the essentials as the heat intensified. Conversation between the gang dwindled as breathing became heavier and awareness of how long the team had been subterranean became foggy. Concentration became about keeping safe footing over the next crevice or placing one's hand on rocks not near enough to molten outlets to cause a nasty burn. That was until Kenny decided to recount his dream. Kenny described his induced slumber at the hands of Luan's poker-powered gas leak, in which he dreamt, travelling back in time hundreds if not thousands of years, a dream where he had met the legendary shamanic leader of the Fire Tribe, Gratuitous Candle, a dream where he had spoken at the Council of Shamans about what to do with the King's Rock after Slow King's disappearance, and indeed where he had somehow caused the King's Rock to vanish sparking gratuitous candles fury he had kenny recalled dreamt meeting sloking himself a creature who seemed impossibly to know him somewhere deep within the earth where the nominally breathable air is a heady mixture of fetid warmth and noxious sulfur we join our heroes at the end of this tall tale kenny how are you wrapping up this story
1: And then it was all a dream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea that Kenny hadn't mentioned it was a dream until that point. And he's like, I've got the best twist ending ever. They are going to lose their minds.
1: I think it's maybe the the smell of sort of weird gas and the fear that I might pass out that reminded me of the last time that I smelled gas and passed out. But um, that's what happened. Huh. I felt it might be, I don't know, pertinent, especially to Theo. It definitely made those
2: last four hours of cave dwelling fly by.
1: Four hours to recount.
2: <laughs> it really you know, did. That
1: Forty-five minute episode.
2: <laughs> you did a and midsection, you... which I thought was weird.
0: You did this whole thing in the middle, <laughs> where you suddenly took a break. <laughs> Theo, a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Just, just before, <laughs> because I've noticed that Theo has been incredibly quiet in the immediate aftermath of the story. Does Theo believe Kenny, and is Theo jealous?
3: Jealous? I I think (laughs) I Is that what Brandy says to Theo? You're You're jealous. jealous. (laughs) Is the Slow King the god of all? Yes, of course I'm jealous. No, I think that Theo (laughs) is uh Theo is less jealous and Theo is more concerned. So, so far in this journey, Kenny is, you know, the person who asks questions and Theo attempts to answer it and then usually they don't have an answer and then something supernatural happens and the result is that everybody kind of knows something and we all move on and it's all a lovely time. And I feel like Theo, realising that Kenny has had a realisation without their presence, without sort of a church figure getting them there is now intrigued to know if Kenny has had more of these realisations. I think there's, there's, a, there's a distrust more than a jealousy. There's a kind of, huh, Oh, so you had the most formative moment possible in sort of a religious experience just just without me there. So I think Theo goes up to Kenny. Uh, are we now on ground? Are we now on foot after after us spelunking?
0: Roll 2d6. Uh,
3: I got a six. That means Absolutely that I've died. Absolutely not. You know, you've fallen. No, still, <laughs> you're, still you're in the fire. It, you're saying this as you're falling, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really jealous. <laughs> um I think that Theo who is repelling or whatever ne- next to Kenny at this moment is like very serious probably the most serious that the- like the most actively serious Theo has been in a while. When you found the second tome and none of us were there did you have any other similar realizations or is this the only time you've had an experience that you think we should know about?
1: I think this is this is this is the only time. I'm not hiding anything from you Theo. I didn't I didn't mention this because I mean it- It was a dream, right? How could I have passed back millennia and met your god? Surely not, right?
3: I mean, how did you make Bowtie fail Margot's exam? And yet somehow here we all are, Kenny. That is true. I'm not judging you. I'm not thinking. I just want to make it clear. I don't think you've done anything wrong. I don't think that you are responsible for everything that my former belief has ever done. But it's hard. I mean, imagine if I had a visit from Dora in my mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What would she say? Um, Did she seem okay? Yeah, uh, it's Did she I'm like you? A, so it's a hypothetical. Did you
1: like thing. her? It's a. Oh. She's lovely, isn't she? Are we? That's are so we sweet.
3: near the ground? Are we near the ground? Theo, um, you, I think six, I you are so
0: far up. You are so okay. far up.
3: Because if how like my bones are quite strong, I might just jump and just sort of see what <laughs> happens.
0: Okay, Theo jumps <laughs> off the crevice face, and a three goal bat just instantly picks Theo up and places him directly back next to Kenny. Go back! Goal goal back! back! Well, uh, well, well, uh, I, I think I know. I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the idea of Theo poking out of a goldback mouth. Going wow, this well. <laughs> okay. well, this is well. Well, I should have done my thesis on this. this was... <laughs> I, I think you're a little, you're a little distance away from Theo and Kenny. I think you and Tallahassee are sharing a rappel. That feels, that feels right for Tallahassee. It's part of the contract.
2: You're in the same Hold harness.
0: On. Hold on, that's in the contract. <laughs> yep,
2: if we are the... ever to come across an abseiling situation, we would share the
0: same Well, Yeah, and Tallahassee's just got such a perfect hypno belt to attach the rappel to that it just makes sense, Brandy.
3: I love the idea of brandy in a papoose, which is just exactly <laughs> what my brandy in a papoose <laughs> attached to Tallahassee. Yes. Your child. Okay. So
0: <laughs> your, your face. Okay. Tallahassee and brandy's faces are incredibly close. Brandy. 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 Oh,
2: God, what did you eat? What did you eat before you came on this trip? Did
0: you... <laughs> brandy. This this boy, the one that I'm keeping an eye on.
2: You know so his name. Speak. You've been here for a month, Tallahassee. This uh, boy. It's
0: a dramatic thing. Oh, I got it. Is this not the sort of thing you were talking about in terms of uncontrolled outbursts, seeing it... things in his sleep? He's not in control of that, Brandy.
2: Yeah, that's you... that's not weird. That's everyone has dreams.
0: Do you not have a? Dr- do you not have dreams, Tallahassee? Of course, I have dreams, Brandy. And the contract requires me to state them. My dream is to wake up and see your face sans makeup every morning because it is as beautiful as the Solrog in the sky listen i am getting you say, i know what you're doing here brandy i know what you're doing you're getting me distracted by talk about fanciful ideas and dreams when really the point of the matter is my job here my contracted job is to keep an eye on this volatile boy and despite what you say brandy you are an, you're in a papoose. i can feel you you are on my chest i feel every tremble every shiver in your voice and when you say it was just a dream, you don't believe that. Do you Yes,
2: it is it is a worry, all right? It's worrying that Kenny has these dreams well, of, then where he goes something. back in time and then say and, something. That's why I'm here. The time's not right, Tallahassee. The time I I've known Kenny for a you know, quite a long time. I just I think I'll know when the moment's right and
0: but I promise I will raise it. I will raise my concerns. I'm contracted to do exactly as you say. But permit me to say, I hope you are not too late. Let's have a chat
2: with Hannah Let's drop <laughs> Yeah Let's throw talk Hannah
0: in. in Yeah Hannah's there soon you Might as well have a chat with her
2: I'm also here It's me Barnaby Timms no. What
0: brings you to this cave <laughs> I thought we were having some
2: chats With
1: some NPCs Thought I'd drop in
0: Kenny Because Hannah is A naturally good repeller Down these, these cliff faces And markedly better than Theo <laughs> okay. like A lot a lot better You you and her Have repelled a little bit down as well So you've got You've got time for a little A little tete-a-tete I liked I like the story Kenny The dream <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. You you were talking intensely with with Theo up there. Is that about the dream? Didn't think Theo would would be into that sort of subconscious stuff.
1: Theo has a lot of layers, a lot more to them than I think they like people to. I know it's way to too imagine. hot.
0: They need to take some stuff off, right?
1: No, they're in a seven-piece suit. I know
0: it's crazy, Theo. <laughs> like...
1: It's wearing two or three coats, like it doesn't why? matter.
0: It doesn't matter if anybody sees your shoulder, Theo.
3: Take We're the jacket sound off, a lot like my mother, Hannah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Theo, it's the other rope. You want to loosen that? Oh, they're not going to get it. Not good. It. It's now, now about time
3: to say I'm afraid of heights.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine Theo is just spinning. It's just slowly, like somehow, It's just spinning, clutching the rope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: the thing is, Hannah. I know I've said it was a dream, but I'm not sure it was. I feel like I can be honest with you. Please do. Hannah, this has happened to me before. I've travelled back to another time and space without really much control over when and where. The thing that strikes me about it is everything that has happened whenever I go back has happened. It's not like I'm, I go back and, and I change. It's not back to the future, if you know what I mean. Do you mean it's back really to the future site? I... Do mean back to the future site How could I forget the most important word Thanks Brandy Sorry you guys have just stormed right ahead
2: of us You're very good at repelling (laughs) It's like we're trying to make a point
1: (laughs) (laughs) When Marty Beautifloy travelled back in time Uh In back to the future site Yeah (laughs) He'd come back into the future It it feels (laughs) belaboured I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) And everything would have changed Mm. Right But Uh when I go back I come back to the present And everything's the same I'm kind of freaking out a bit that I've ac- I've like accidentally put all of these pawns in motion, and that's a bit scary.
0: <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, and maybe maybe I am a bit crazy. I don't know, but I've always believed in parallel universes. Right? There's like infinite versions of us making decisions again and again and again and again, and sometimes those parallel universes they clash together. I mean, that's what I mean. The, these dreams. I know what you mean. I have them too. I have, I have dreams where I I, I go back, right? I, I and suddenly I'm, and you see her face drop a little, even in the gloom of the cave. I, when I'm back in the the stadium where my my, my parents, only things go different, and and they get out. And I think, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I could have done something different. You know, maybe if I did go back, I could I could change things. And, and she cuts off. But the thing is, no, the thing is, I'm the me that was born from that moment. And I am the me that is now striving towards something good and something that matters. Maybe it's best that things don't change. And that the timeline that we're on, Kenny, you, me, Brandy, Theo, maybe it's the best one. We're in control of that,
1: right? We can't control our past. As I keep saying, got to do the next
0: right thing. If life is choices, that's all we have. And the team.
2: Is there oh. a universe where Theo isn't bad at repelling?
3: Sorry. You I... <laughs> just watch. Give me, give me a few more years and a couple of dissertations, and I'll. Oh, oh well, good. We've got
2: <laughs> years, because that's how long we'll be in this cave, Theo. Uh, We're
3: Theo. All at the bottom, hey. just waiting. Theo, by the time everyone's got to the bottom, what Pokemon do you eventually release to help you get down? Togekiss is is quite large, sort of ridably large. I think that uh, it's that thing about the relationship of, of neither of us <laughs> f- needing to speak to each other, but at one point Togekiss just appears out of their Pokeball and just without saying anything, Theo just nods and gets on their back <laughs> <laughs> and flies down to the, <laughs> flies down to the ground. Uh. <laughs> So I don't
1: cheating. want to say that was cheating, but
2: I kind of wish you'd done that before, so none of us had to rappel down because I'm very tired.
3: We yeah, well, I wish just... that you'd saved us from the uh, colossal, but no, apparently I had to do that. So why don't we just um why don't we just chalk up our wins and losses <laughs> while we can?
1: <laughs> oh, Brandy, do you want to grab that rock because that was a solid burn? Who's that Pokemon?
2: I have been born from mist. I have gathered you here. Because I'm burning very specific metals in my magical land.
0: And there's one new metal that I've brewed. Do you know what it is? Tom, I could not add any more to this pitch-perfect satire. (laughs) Of Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series. It's just perfect. I Honestly, know. They're, it, it is it pitch perfect. There's not, We we can say nothing. Is that in Mistborn series? There's a character telling people that it's a great series and that it's everything's sort of done really well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, it's really fun. He comes in about halfway through the book and he just talks about player-submitted characters. It's, it's very, very interesting. I kind of like to incorporate it to this podcast. What do you think? Do you have a midsection metal to burn? It's been burning since the start, mate. Oh, oh, you're right. Here it is. So it was under my giant metal skirt. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the midsection. This <laughs> midsection comes from Matilda. Matilda has, I believe, submitted a character before, so this is a second submission, because they couldn't get enough the first time around. Here we go. Do we know what the first one was? Matilda is of Cassandra Case Clear Oh, fame. see? So here we go, Matilda's follow-up to Cassandra Case Clear. Dear Critical Ditto crew, I present to you, Pokemon gym leader, a Manita, a Monitor, the Mistress of Medicine. She's okay. a man-eater and she works hard, and she plays hard. <laughs> Matilda, your email is quite long, so I have, I have I have I've I've tried to dig down to give the boys just the the really key facts. Surgically about... chopped it. A Manita is a Grass type gym leader. She's not a wheatgrass type gym leader though, she's probably going to be one of the last two gyms.
3: Just shaman, just six (laughs) shaman.
2: Her gym is located (laughs) on the outskirts of town and is in the form of an old abandoned overgrown cabin or similar building and regularly gifts the town's Pokemon centre some healing herbs. It's very nice of her, very nice of her. Um... (laughs) Her main strategy is that in
1: the is that in the email time is that part
3: of your edit <laughs> or is that, is no, that no. one
0: of your one of your
3: really insightful. <laughs> I love the idea that Manny's here every time she talks about doing it, just goes. Um, and I give herbs to the local Pokemon Center. It's very nice, actually. It's a lovely time. We all have a very fun time. We all smile. We take a photo. There are biscuits. It's a lovely time. Okay, point taken. Point
2: taken. <laughs> I won't try and influence you anymore. Her strategy, her Pokemon Gym Leader strategy. Is self healing so with moves like synthesis, morning sun, moonlight, giga drain, leech seed, and grain with rather tanky grass types like vile plume, venusaur, cradily, a moongoose. On another note, maybe she is a relative or a rival to the oh so mysterious squash mallet, a sister, a rival, now a mother, you have a grandmother. My attention. Oh, here no. we go. David is set straight up. You can decide <laughs> yeah. on her age and appearance. The only really Thing I would like her to have is a red shawl or bandana with red dots, like a fly and minute at mushroom. Well, I think we've established so... there
3: that maybe the secret about her is that she's actually the creator of the shroomish drug trade. That could only if she's got a mushroom headband on and she's a grass gym leader. I think she has to be. She yeah. has to be the person supplying shroomish and to Basil to these, everyone. These
0: these these drops of healing herbs at the local Mm. Pokemon centre. Yeah, Yeah, see, Tom, we made it horrible. We made it
2: horrible. (laughs)
1: Who's picking up (laughs) those drops?
2: Who's picking them up? That's what I want to know. I've got a a rogue idea here. Amanita loves tanking and stalling. I think she is the ex-wife of Boromir Draw.
3: I was going to say, I feel champion. like we need... I was thinking oh, the exact yeah. same thing. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right,
2: stalling, that's I think maybe... Now, here's why I say ex-wife, because I'm saying it now that she's very much involved in the drug trade. And I think that's way too exciting for Boromir Draw. Imagine so how drawn
3: out that divorce must have been between two stall trainers. God, that must have... <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how Amanita that's how got all the money to start the drug trade, just years and years... Led oh my, God. my goodness,
2: that's why Boromir draw it back to the Pokemon League to be the new champion Because he needed money He needed the cash She took everything yeah. in the divorce The jury, I imagine there's ju- juries in divorce court, right? The
0: jury were <laughs> all on Team A Amanita <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my closing <laughs> statement if you will well, <laughs> Is um,
2: Tallahassee Binge work also, a also a lawyer? He's also a lawyer, Oh
0: my lord Peter's So here. there we have it, a Amanita, the gym leader slash drug grower and accessory to uh, uh, presumably the entire Oddfather drug trade a hundred percent she's yeah. in deep she's in maybe too deep
1: have we are we based the Oddfather anywhere is that do they, do they the odd father wants you to
0: think they're based somewhere <gasps> that's true or not we don't
1: know Ooh. i
2: think and i think do you know who i think's onto a manita cassandra, cassandra case, clear. case clear yes, yes. Mm. yeah love that so matilda if you cared about Both these characters, one of them's not going to last because this is a duel to the death. What I imagine to be a huge six-on-six Pokemon battle at the top top of a drug-spouting mushroom. It's going to be big. And if you have a character, send it in to criticalditto at gmail.com. And if you don't want to wait, if you want that straight in there, you want to know, well, I say straight in there, we're recording very far ahead, but as soon as possible, you can join our Patreon where there is a tier in which you can become a Pokemon champion to get your midsection characters and ideas straight into the show. Do you, uh, where, do you where do I find out more information about that? Ditto. No. <laughs> nope. You, nope. You, mate, we wish we had a website. <laughs> we <wish. laughs> Cr- Criticalditto.com forward slash Patreon. That's no. right, we bought Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're welcome. Uh, no, it's www Sorry. H-T-T-P-S <laughs> forward slash colon... You hit the
0: dial up, get onto AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> There, you find something so, called the address bar. Click so, it. <laughs> yes. This is where I'm going to blow your mind. We're going to actually type something into that. Tom, take it away.
2: Patreon.com forward slash critical ditto. Now, uh, where was the spell going? <laughs> it's going pretty well. I'm burning this huge chunk of copper because I think that's the spell that makes you all finally respect me as a as a, as a guy, you know, in the street.
3: Who's that Pokemon? Go it's Golbat!
0: Team, you make it to the bottom of this particular pit, this crevice. I mean, these, these mines, these tunnels, these caverns, they have been going for a long time. Without a guide, you would have been more than lost. The cave itself begins to widen, and you hear the faint noise of of crunching footsteps as if you're crushing rocks and crystals under your feet. It just seems like there's less life down here. The rocks themselves actually, interestingly, look almost chewed, as if giant jaws have ground these boulders with enormous molars. Eventually, Lightning McQueen stops. Car- cur- cool. <gasps> Car- cool. He's panting, he's worked so hard, and in front of him is this dead end. All you can see in the light of Lampen is this vast metallic barrier, and you hear this low rhythmic. Uh, what do you do?
2: Well done, Lightning McQueen. Take a rest. <sighs> cur- cool. Insert. Pokeball return sound effect.
0: Can we check a place out? How are you doing it, Kenny? What action are you taking to to check out the place?
1: If Kenny's doing it, his would be sort of, maybe he'd sort of like put like a hand to the metal mm-hmm. wall at the end. So I think um, Kenny puts a hand to the to the wall, closes his eyes, and then just <laughs> feels Bowtie's sort of hourly feet jump onto his shoulder, down his arm, and then rest their sort of feathery hand on top of Kenny's hand. Ooh, the tree. Ooh,
2: listening. Ooh,
1: <laughs> well, you can talk.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you heard nothing. Ooh. Okay. It's just another dream, Kenny. Just another <laughs> one of your crazy dreams.
0: Roll plus show cool. up. Please.
1: Well, actually, Kenny has weird insights. When you would roll plus sharp, roll oh, plus weird instead.
0: Love it. I rolled an eight in total. You get what happened here recently, what is about to happen, what Pokemon is nearby, what should I be on the lookout for, what here is useful or valuable to me, who what is really in control here, what here is not what it appears to be.
1: I'm going to go for what should I be on the lookout
0: for. By pressing your ear against the metallic surface, you realise that that rumbling is definitely going in sync with the rising and falling in the metallic surface, almost like it's breathing. Gang, I think
1: this metal wall is
2: alive. A huge Pokemon blocking the way.
3: Don't I attack think... it. Don't attack it, No, Brandy, don't for... worry, Theo. Suddenly she's
2: like, oh, that was my idea. Hold on. I've <laughs> got to <laughs> pretend like I was thinking of something else. Assuming that, you know, Kenny's right and it is a Pokemon, I seem to remember that Gary and I had a similar situation. In a cave with a giant Pokemon, but I'm not, I just can't quite remember. Are you trying um, to, are you using it? Is this a move? Is this it, Champion's it's a move. Past? Yes. It definitely past. sounds like a move there. Okay. So, just a reminder Ghost of Champions Past is an ace trainer move. You have a narrative connection to a previous Pokemon champion, in this case, Gary Smoke. When you encounter a situational Pokemon you have not seen before, you can draw on that connection to remember how a previous champion dealt with the event. Roll plus sharp. Here we go. It's also an eight on. A seven to nine, you remember most of what happened and take plus one forward. However, you're missing one vital piece of information. I was thinking, so Brandy and Gary were in a sort of old mineshaft because Gary went in on a dare and Brandy had to go kind of drag him out. A bit younger, but it's it school days. Okay. I'm thinking ten-year-old Gary Smoke. Can I hear what ten-year-old Gary Smoke sounds like, Stu? Maybe you could just pitch shift me? No, you're a voice actor. Come hey, on. Hey, Come on.
0: Hey, hey, baby. <laughs> uh,
3: and, uh, it's Cartman again oh, no, it's Cartman It's uh, proper Cartman uh, Respect
0: my daughter Brandy, Brandy, dare me, dare me to go to the mine shaft. I'm not going
2: to date to go to the mine shaft. Yeah, dare me, dare me oh, I
0: can't do that, we're 10 hey, Sorry, Brandy,
3: Brandy sounds so much older <laughs> oh, That's exactly what I was going to say You, somehow, <laughs> you Benjamin <laughs> Buttons That's the <laughs>
2: I don't know what any of you are talking about I'm just a
0: regular 10 year old What Alright go I'm going go to get in the mudge Come <laughs> on Riley. Let's go Rilu Come on Oh no oh, I'm t- totally stuck <laughs> oh, Ready okay, why? Why Ready this?
2: Ready I'm stuck Hit oh. me
0: And I think <laughs> And that's where her memory goes blank <laughs> <laughs> So actually wow.
2: I've got nothing <laughs> helpful Maybe she remembers that she had to get <laughs> She had to go run back to Whiskey's
0: Delios And get some Pokemon Slime Who's a Slime? Pokemon Slime Maybe a Goomy? Goomy is good. Mm. Goomy well, that's, juice. It's rare. It's rare, though. So it was, really it was costly. Rare. Whiskey was not happy. Ready? Ready? Come in the Goomy juice. I don't <laughs> want... Slide, slide <laughs> the Goomy that's juice on awesome. it, please. I'm
2: slipping! All right. And, and Brandy smeared the Goomy juice, and then he sort of popped out eventually, oh, but up. without a shirt conveniently.
0: Okay. Brandy, does that give you what you want to know?
2: Yeah. Okay, everyone. We need some form of Goomy juice or slime or something. Can anyone's Pokemon produce some form of Slippery material that we could maybe slide around the outside.
1: Hmm. Um. um. could probably do something sort of poison slimy. I don't know.
2: Hang on, let me just ask my Pokedex.
1: Hello, Pokedex.
0: Hello, Kenneth. How are you? It's been, it has been a long time, my boy. I know, How are you? I keep, how are you? I, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. It's, you know, how? my wife left me. Yeah. Oh,
1: Pokey, I'm so I sorry. Yeah,
0: it's okay. Don't worry. I've. I've, I've met someone new. We were. Uh, yep, we're messaging. <laughs> <You know. laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Pre- I'm pleased for you. Yeah,
3: well, get Theo, back out there, you know. Theo,
1: my Pokedex, my, my Pokedex has found a new poke partner.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And I'm still single. Okay. Well, here's the twist. Here's the <laughs> twist. Here's the twist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's actually Theo's Pokedex. We were lying next to each other on a <gasps> desk, oh, desk at the flash mother, okay. and you know we got we got Bluetoothing, you know how it goes. Yeah. Well, oh my
1: god. Well, we have got to come back to this after this scene. But need a little help right now. I wondering if my Salandit can could create any sort of goo sludge. Uh, anything sort of... Something Kenny. akin to a goomy juice?
0: Oh, goomy juice. There's nothing like goomy juice, Kenny. That is a one in a million specimen. But, um, you know, Salandit is, you know, a poison type. It is one to create some sort of viscous substance, if you will. The risk being, of course, is that it may be very toxic. Pokey, you have inspired me. Hey, hoops!
2: Salandit,
1: Salandit. Just wondering, just Mm -hmm. wondering, Hoops, if there's any way you could maybe drench the edges of this wall in some kind of venom, but don't hurt it. Just do some sort of like venom drench, not hurting it. The (laughs) non-poisonous venom, you know? The friendly venom. Don't use, don't use your special ability corrosion, which I know you have after you melted
3: all my forks. Listen, Kenny, I think this is a terrible idea, but we are really lacking in other options.
2: Kenny, this is gonna work.
3: Uh, that makes me oh, even god. less convinced that that's gonna work. Venom <laughs> drench it is! Hoops, it's more god. interesting narrative. Burn than that it.
0: thing! Okay. <laughs> so 2d6 plus
1: 3.
0: Ooh, it's a 5 plus a 6 plus 3. It's a 14! Mm. Oh. oh my god, it's a 14! <laughs> oh, wow. yes. How, how does Hoops create non venomous venom that shouldn't exist? and bow bowtie sort of channel the energy of through the
1: toxic spray and sort of paint around the corners. And then the metal wall starts to kind of slide and shift. Oh, I yes. imagine whatever Pokemon this is, it's almost like it's got a sort of itch
0: on the back a little bit. The corrosion does work, but it works in such a minimal amount that all it does is just lower the depth of their skin by like a, a fraction of a millimeter. It's like a... That was it. That was all the corrosion that happened. And the skin just went... And you see the metallic body just shift ever so slightly. Kenny, you instinctively know that this has worked beyond your wildest imagination. And if everyone, all characters, all Pokemon were out and to push this metallic body, you would slide it through the hole.
1: Everyone, push! Push! it! We can move it now while it's moving. Oh, with the body, push with the
0: body. Kenny, it's moving so easily. What did you do? I don't. I didn't do anything. I just told Hoops to do something. Hoops is just very powerful. The combined team effort pushes ever so slightly, ever so slowly. I mean, it is heavy. It's it's really, really darn heavy, guys. If that if that acidic substance, I think it removes some of the uh, from some of the mass. From the body as well, but the combined effort of everyone's Pokemon, everyone's people pushing through slides this body through and as you get to the other side you see that this is just one chunk one metallic chunk of several that lead off down sideways into a more open cavern and you see a head breathing, giant metallic jaws, this horned head of a Steelix just going <sighs> still fast asleep tom
2: oh my god oh my god
0: (gasps) bullet bullet dodged (laughs) tom what is (laughs) is gosh really remarkable about the head of the steelix what can you see on the head of the steelix that like really catches your attention a small shop that will accept odd egg vouchers
3: (laughs) (laughs) what if it was i know this is like a radical a radical idea but i'll throw it out there because it's a because you can all say no, but what if there's like a night? just like... Oh. I was thinking that. I was oh. totally thinking that.
0: Okay. Would Brandy know what that is? I mean, Theo probably would. But would Theo <laughs> tell Brandy? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's more interesting as a thing for Theo. Theo, as the gang are moving silently, sneaking past the sleeping behemoth of this large metallic snake, the Steelix, it seems like everything's going well. The gang's getting by, Kenny's... Venom Drench has worked perfectly, not disturbed the Steelix. Looks like you're going to get by to the deeper part of the tunnel. But just as you're passing by, the light of Hannah's lampent flickers and glints off something on the top of the Steelix head, something that only you see, Theo. You squint your eyes into the gloom. You recognise it as lopanite. The question is, do you say anything? Ooh, this is this is tough, because this is an opportunity to teach as well.
3: <sighs> I think I think Theo in sort of classic Theo style is going to do a sort of elaborate setup in the hope that Brandy realizes it, but also secretly in the hope that Brandy doesn't realize it, but <laughs> it's sort of making it elaborate enough that it's no longer on Theo. The problem will be Brandy's intellect if this falls past. Mm. So then if Brandy at any point is like, what, Theo, why didn't you tell me that was a going to be like, I did tell you. <laughs> I gave you a great little tale, but you just did nothing about it. Theo sees the, the night. And turns to Hannah in earshot of everybody else, and is like, "Oh, Hannah, when you were at the Sephiroth tree, did you study mm-hmm. anything about um mega evolution?"
0: I don't know. I th- it, maybe it was mentioned, but I, I don't think I saw anything about it for like a uh, Litwick or anything like that. Mm. So I probably didn't pay much attention.
3: Yes, there isn't, to our knowledge, a mega evolution of. Mm-hmm. Chandelure, in in our current knowledge, maybe there is, but um, but Theo, some why, Pokemon. Why are you
0: why are you bringing this up as we're sneaking past to
2: steal it? Theo? Uh, just can we keep it can we keep it down a little bit? Just because I'm thinking there's a giant steel snake in this room. Sure, okay. okay so, okay. Brandy, did you learn anything about Mega Evolution? Sorry, I don't know a Pokemon called Mega.
3: So uh, is that
2: is do, do they evolve? Is that what Bro Baracle is?
0: Because I've been wondering. Well. <laughs>
3: Brandy, um, there are some Pokemon that can evolve beyond even their biggest evolution, but just temporarily. Did Gary have a Pokemon that could do that at all? Maybe You know well, what?
1: Elisa's Gyarados looked very different to my Gyarados.
3: That was a great example. Thank you, Kenny. And Theo is both shocked and pleased.
2: There was a there was a weird when Luke the Lucario, Gary's Lucario, back when he was a smoker. He used to take out this, what he would call his special cigarette, and then as soon as he smoked it, he would just change almost form completely. Mm. And but I I don't know if Gary really knew what it was, but Lucario seemed to know what it was, and it seemed to make him.
0: theoretically...
3: Okay, okay, Hannah, I I really do get it. I really, that's a really lovely addition to the conversation here, but actually, we're getting real, (laughs) real close. So if you could just zip
2: are you saying that we're in danger of mega revolving what i'm saying is maybe
3: wimpy can is could wimpy sense anything any sort of strange disturbance in the no, in the energy of, of the room <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually haven't seen wimpy okay assuming he was with us we're looking and we see wimpy in the middle of the room just staring
0: stopped, quite intensely creeping past the steelix and is now just staring yeah. at the head oh my god wimpy what
2: are you doing Theo, what I be doing?
3: Basically, what I was trying to get at, very um, roundaboutly, is that Lopany can Mega Evolve, and I think on the head of that Steelix was a Lopanite, which is the item that does that thing. So I, oh, it's just it's so exciting but so dangerous. At
2: all, oh. is now walking almost in a trance towards no. the head of the no. of the Steelix.
3: Why didn't you tell me this before? I thought I was hoping that you'd be too stupid to realise anything, and we'd all just get past, and we'd all have a fun joke about it <gasps> later when you realise that you really needed to make a lope and to win the Pokemon League, and I'd laugh at you.
2: What the yeah. shinks Theo? This is this is a weird <laughs> mind game you're playing in the middle of a mine. Be- I'm gonna I'm gonna desperately try and command Wimpy to stop,
0: just snap out of it. Okay, roll plus. Is it tough or is it charm? I'm not being the bush. Yeah, well, okay. Tom,
1: how are you? How are you? Yeah, how are you doing? How are
0: you doing? <laughs> well, no, it's a weird time. Yeah, right. I think it's plus tough. Let's go tough.
2: Stu was like, oh, they didn't battle my Steelix. <laughs> oh. Let's
0: get them. Yes. Oh, God. It's a nine. So close. It's a mixed success. Brandy, <laughs> your commanding is successful. And you see Wimpy the Lopeney snap out of this weird trance that he's been in. Like, lo, lo. Oh, sees that his ear is incredibly close to the Steelix's jaw and takes a few steps back. For a second, you breathe a sigh of relief, Brandy, until you hear a noise and you realise that there was another Pokémon that you weren't quite keeping track of. A Pokémon not known for their brain power, not known for their smarts, and you hear a... <coughs> on top of the Steelix, who has already climbed up, Gary the Skaroopy. Is on top of the Steelix and is just poking the Lopinite. <laughs> Gary!
2: Gary's no. no, Gary! Theo can. can. can Gary Mega Revolve? Is. is.
3: Um, I don't think that's an option.
0: could return Gary right now into your Pokeball. But I would say you'd lose you'd lose the opportunity to to get the Loponite.
2: Oh, this is a tough choice. Oh, the tough choices. Because the thing is, guys, I do want a Loponite. Okay, Brandy's thinking is, Theo said, oh, Mega Evolve makes stronger. I think Brandy has a flashback to just how I think she only saw it once, but when she saw Luke the Lucario, Gary's Lucario Mega Evolve, he was just unstoppable. Suddenly that has taken over her mind. And I think she just has a moment of madness. Okay, Gary, get it. Just get it now and we'll go. We'll go. Brandy, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're getting through.
0: Halif, of- it's fine. It's fine. We'll run. Guys, run. Run. We're just going to run. Don't need to tell me twice. Gary the gets the Loponite out. <laughs> so I assume you return, Gary, at that moment. Oh, well, I see. So so Gary is holding yeah. his l item. Like...
1: Gary has just used Thief on yeah. the... Nice Steelix <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: sure. I'll add that to the move list <laughs> Sure Good? You know what? Go, go for it The Lopinite drops to the floor About three metres in front of you Brandy And you see now The Steelix starting to wake up Eyes are starting to open Giant grinding molars Everyone else I think is just booking it
2: Brandy's doing the same Grabs <laughs> I think, the night and well, runs I, think
0: I don't need everyone else to roll because they were not focused on the night. But Brandy I think you need to roll Plus cool to grab that night And get out of there with everyone else Brandy is plus two in cool Oh, My word oh
3: my, goodness me. my word
2: Ali, what's the second best roll in the game?
1: You massively cut out for Ali, me. Mate. I know you're being smart, but I didn't hear it.
2: Ali, I just asked you what the second best role in the game was. Yes, you find?
1: little little you. sausage. I'll tell you. Hey Tom, I how are. you doing?
0: <laughs> What's going on, Ali? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hitting on you, but I can't be sure. <laughs> I rolled a six
2: and a six plus a two, so it is a fourteen. It is a complete
0: success. Okay,
2: I give you the keys, wow. Brandy.
0: Paint that. Paint that picture.
2: The Lopanite lands right in front of Brandy, but the Steelix seems to be in a lot of pain, eyes closed, and Brandy and are just frozen in fear, until Gary the Scaroopy bursts out of his Pokeball and pokes the Steelix in the eye with its stinger, trying to challenge it, waking the Steelix up, and it makes complete eye contact with Brandy. That's it, it goes for Brandy. It takes its giant steel tail and goes to slam it right down. Brandy, petrified in fear, she doesn't know what to do, until all of a sudden... A ponytail seems to just deflect the tail as it lands down on Brandy, causing such a quake that the ceiling starts to collapse in. And then a boulder from the collapsing ceiling comes to fall right on Brandy's head until another ponytail shatters it into pieces. Brandy's thinking, what's going on? What's happening? She's been picked up. She's wrapped in these ponytails and sees the shadowy, almost silhouette figure of what she thinks. Is that Wimpy? It doesn't look like Wimpy. She quickly returns Skaroopy who's trying to just attack a random side of Steelix. And the Steelix doesn't know what's going on as Mega-Revolved Lopany starts running across the length of the Steelix who tries to attack it using its tail but ends up hitting itself and hitting the walls as the... The the whole cave is now fully collapsing in. Brandy screams she's at the exit with the others. The speed at which Lopany had moved was unbelievable. In the distance, she just sees Steelix unconscious, covered in
0: rubble. Yeah, that entire room just like... The last thing you see as you look back is this final rock falling down, and Steelix disappears. The dust settles, and the silhouette of a panting, pulsating... Mega Evolved Wimpy the Lopany in front of you
2: But I think there's a problem. The silhouette shrinks but you still see these long ponytails, but lopony looks in quite a lot of pain, drops the lopinite and it's breathing quite heavily. Mm but it's sort of slowly morphing back
0: into normal Wimpy. I would say maybe maybe Wimpy is unconscious for a little bit of time. Yeah, okay,
2: needs to, needs to regenerate needs to out of action.
0: Okay, so yes, you see this silhouette, the ponytails start to fade back into Lopany's regular form, and as they do, you see his eyes roll back into his head and he just falls to the floor, completely exhausted, completely wiped. But the dust settles and, gang, you are, you are safe.
1: Theo, is that supposed to happen with, with these mega evolutions? Like what just happened to poor Wimpy?
3: Mega evolution is supposed to be done with a kind of, well, I hate to keep using this word, but conduit, which sort of controls the power of the mega stone. It's not supposed to be quite so raw, but uh, otherwise, yeah, that is kind of what it is.
2: Wimpy, are you okay? Buddy, wake up! wake Wimpy, come on! I'm so sorry. Theo, what, what do we do? What, what, what do we do now? What happened?
3: I think that it was just a very intense reaction to something that we haven't set up enough safeguards for. I think we'll, Wimpy will be absolutely fine. Return Wimpy to his Pokeball. And if anything goes on for any longer than is safe or necessary, then I've got a revive on me and we can use it.
0: Brandy, that was amazing, that was, though. It was, it was amazing, Brandy, but it was also reckless. Okay, we have, we have a mission here. And you jeopardised all of us there. You understand that, right? Well, I mean, I didn't have much of a choice, to be honest, Hannah. You something did. happened to Wimpy. Wimpy had this look in his eyes. I've never seen that before. We were we were scot free. We were past that thing, and I heard you, you said you said to the Skaroopy, get the stone. Hannah, I'm gonna be honest with you.
2: You and I are on different levels. I have one gym badge, okay? <laughs> you don't have any gym badges. So I'm the main fighter of the group, and I I need to make sure that the team is at top form if we're gonna take on what's ever in here. You'll probably be thanking me by the end of this this journey. Alright,
0: I appreciate that. But everyone We have to be on the same page, right? That's that's not just me. We can't all be acting independently and doing our own thing, right?
3: Hannah is right. We... We need to focus predominantly on the mission, but also we need to remember that we are safe. There's no point in getting annoyed now about what happened. We potentially have a really useful new addition to the team. All right, I'm That's sorry. That's just... I'm but sorry. it's a great example, Hannah. You are right. We should remember that in the future, if we happen to see a Medichamite or, or a Medichamite, or, or a Medichamite, I mean, <laughs> we, shouldn't, we shouldn't do anything. I, do you know, I genuinely thought that your internet had screwed up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So does that mean that on the ship there might be something for Gyarados, considering Elisa could do it? That I need to explore true. this ship. <laughs> you had a month.
0: Kenny, did you check the dining room? Did you check
1: it? I just I just hung out with the Remerades the whole time. Because <laughs> they sound so funny. <laughs>
0: Maybe,
2: you- maybe Kenny had there's like this there's like this remoraid food by the next bit, and the Gyaradosite was in there, and Kenny just fed it to one of the Remarades <laughs> just without thinking. <laughs> so it's just inside
0: one of the Remarades waiting. As as the crew is having this uh, this discussion, you all take stock of your surroundings for the first time, and you realise that actually the air around you is not like it was. It's not that oppressive, molten, magmatic air that you were just in and it feels cooler. The ground beneath your feet is still rock-like, but the hue that's pulsating out from it now, it fades away from that classic gray, ashy-brown rock color to this brilliant royal blue. And you see now as the ground stretches out in front of you, the surface is permeated by these azure crystals. In front of you, the room opens up and it's vast. You can see these indigo stalactites rising like these Clustered towers into this vast open space above you. And around these formations, you see rocky islands that seem to float in midair. The enclosed sky reaches impossibly largely into the sky. It's like a planetarium, this vast blanket of deep Byzantium dotted with countless perfect white sparkles. There are small craters gorged into surfaces containing pools of grey green liquid. It's moving, it's dancing, and there's this low fluorescent light picking out the most pronounced features on your face, just kind of like a an uplight on your face. In short, it's alien, unlike anything you'd have ever seen on Formia. Kind of like the surface of a meteorite. Oh, mm. but. Oh but the weirdest,
2: the weirdest <laughs> thing is that... The weirdest thing is, there's another Loponite right there, just on the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's 13 lopinites. There's 13, the there's like so many. <laughs> ah. But the weirdest thing is, despite this crazy alien landscape, the thing that really draws your attention is the Pokemon that you start to see. Loads of Pokemon from various species, various biomes. That, and you notice they're all doing incredibly human-like things. Maybe ones that you would expect to be quadrupeds are walking bipedally. They are engaged in human conversation. What Pokemon do you notice, and what weirdly human thing are they doing?
3: Ooh, Theo sees a bipedal Ninetales.
0: Kenny sees a Zangoose filing its nails. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I see a Swampert reading a book. Okay, great. The... The book that the swampert is reading has some writing on the front and it says A Study in Human Behaviour by Compass Point Mrs. S. But the Swamper is distracted from its reading by these new arrivals and it turns to see you. Their face just falls, ashen, at the sight of you, terrified, and runs over to you. Swamp, 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 you know, big, big Swamper S. run, reaches you all and goes... This is the wild area. What are you doing here? This is dangerous for your kind. You are in danger. And I want everyone to roll two a flat 2d6. Oh.
3: Okay.
2: Just a,
0: just a flat.
2: Stu, can, can you Steve roll with a... F- oh, the... no. Oh, God.
3: Theo. Oh,
0: my Oh, God. Brandy.
2: Okay. Oh, oh
0: no. So,
2: so we, we rolled
0: a 3, 4, and a 5, just FYI, guys. So, so everybody so... failed. Gents? We will find out the result of those failures next time.
3: Aww.
0: Oh, what a cliffhanger!
3: You're not going to give us a hint? No, that's Ooh. That's, that's great. Oh, you slimy little sligoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so naughty, aren't I? Oh, I'm bad. I'm bad. We will find out what that failed role means next time. Hi, everyone. It's Stuart doing the edit today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed putting this one together. And as ever, your continued listening and support means the absolute world. So thank you. Thank you for thank you for tuning in. A couple of thank yous to throw out there. First, of course, thank you to Junichi Masuda and... Satoshi Tajiri, for creating the world of Pokemon, the franchise itself. Biggest multimedia franchise in the world. Important, of course, to slip in that we are a fan-made podcast, and we are not-for-profit and fan-made. Thank you to Michael Sands, the creator of Monster of the Week, the tabletop RPG system on which we have based our Pokemon hack, Pocket Monster of the Week. If you want more information about our game system, how we play it, how we designed it... Head on over to our Discord, which can be found at our Twitter, at Critical Ditto on Twitter, and you can find a link to our Discord there. It also happens to be a really fun place to just hang out and chill with a load of really cool people. So yeah, head on down. Come join us. Thank you to Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective and Glitch X City for the music used in this episode, obviously on point as always, and thank you to Epidemic Sound for providing the sound effects and some additional music. Our biggest thank you, as ever, is reserved for our patrons. Thank you to Jeremy. Thank you to Turtle Lover Two Two Four Four. Thank you, Carrie Morrison. Thank you, Atlas Moth. Thank you, Scott M. Thank you, Dr. Megaman PhD. Thank you, Haikili. Thank you, Kaiko Pin Cosplay. Thank you, Big Fat Nuke. Thank you, Jonah Jackson. Thank you, Trigula. Thank you, Josh Anderson. Thank you, Alchemage. Thank you, Cesar Trevino. Thank you, Force Thank you, GGT. Thank you, CrandonCreations. Creations. Thank you, Eric Eiginger. Thank you, Milamoy. Thank you, Jeannie Voss. And thank you, Alasdair Conninson. Your support for the podcast is unreal. If you would also like to show support for the podcast, you can join our Patreon at a variety of tiers at patreon.com slash Ditto, Or you can just tweet about the show, chat about the show with your friends... Leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or wherever you find your podcasts and just help us spread the word because that's the best way for these podcasts to to grow and find new listeners is for you to just tell your friends about it. Finally, thank you to David, Tom and Ali for being wonderful players to GM. That's all for now. So I've only one thing left to say and that is Adventure Is Out There just have to step in to the tall grass.
2: And you, and you, you're gonna <laughs> love me. Is this the same song? <laughs> Wait. Yes.
3: Well, this is quite the thing to enter into.